is a well-respected high school football scout, known for his unpopular opinion and brash commentary. The coach, Keith Miller. He's a well-respected national high school football recruiting analyst. Craig, Craig Biggins. Together they bring you the transparent truth, the world's number one source for high school football recruiting news and interviews. In the transparent truth. Tr- 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 <laughs> welcome, welcome. You're now listening to the transparent truth. It's your boy, Coach Keith. I'm in the building. Intercom Studios in the Miracle Mile. Not in studio with me today, but you know I got him on the line. He's a goat here in Southern California and across the Western region. It's my man, Greg Biggins. GB, it's the matchup show. How you doing? Oh my goodness, Keith. I'm, I'm already cringing at some of the things I'm expecting to hear from you. You're going to sincerely motivate one team and I, I sense both board both board material coming from Coach Keith today. You, you know what? I hey, if if that's what it. if that's what it takes for teams to play up the expectations, then that's just what I'll deliver, GB. But I'm just gonna give you my thoughts and feelings on how I see things because that's all I know on the transparent truth, baby. <laughs> that's just how we do it. But uh, it's the matchup show. We're looking at four really, really good games, GB. I love the slate this week. I think we're going to separate the men from the boys this week. We've got five-star quarterbacks all over the place, big-time playmakers on the outside, um, excellent coaching matchups. I mean, you know, this is the week in Southern California where you need to park yourself either A, at a stadium and go watch some football, or B, on the couch and open up that prep zone because it is lit from the Ruta to the Tuta. And I am for sure ready to get it cracking here on The Transparent Truth. But before we get into that, GB, before we dive in, we got to remind people that every week on this here show, The Transparent Truth, we have a Sleeper of the Week. Hey, we want to remind everybody, tune in every Wednesday for our Sleeper of the Week segment. Really want to thank our guy, Larry Miller. He's allowing us to showcase unknown prospects that need to be brought to the spotlight. Larry is all about family and community, and his support is helping to change the lives of young players across the country. Each week, young men are getting scholarship offers after being featured on this show. So thank you, Larry. When we have business and a man that is really interested in the community, we need to show our support right back at him. Sit and Sleep is the only place that offers advanced sleep technology. Greg? Body diagnostics. That's five-star stuff. This is high-quality stuff. Lay down on a mattress, and within seconds, thousands of sensors can help you find the absolute right mattress for you. Wow, within seconds? Seconds. Man, that's awesome. Sit and Sleep. They'll beat anyone's advertised price, or your mattress is free. Appreciate you, Larry Miller. Thank you, Larry. And we are back. Greg Biggins, the GOAT. I'm just going to call you GOAT Biggins from now on. You know, it's just like we have Andrew Van Bully. I'm just going to call you GOAT Biggins from now on. <laughs> hey, GOAT, get us started. What's our first game on the slate? Let's break it down. Let's go. Hey, let, let's go with a big Mission League matchup. Bishopamont, Notre Dame. Both these teams are 2-0. I think the surprise for me is Notre Dame, the fighting Kevin Rooney's, the fighting Bucky Brooks's. Yes. Who's over there at Notre Dame. You know, Notre Dame opened up the year, Keith, 0-2. They lost to St. Francis, who's good, but right. they're not, you know. They're not great, not well beaters, sure. Yeah. They lost the next week to Moore Park, who's good, but they're not the 85 Bears. Sure. And then since then, man, they've been rolling. Blew out Paraclete. Blew out San Fernando. Blew out Birmingham. 
I think the one that kind of really caught people's eyes was blown out Sarah two weeks ago, 38-7. to And they blew out Loyola this past weekend, 28-7. to So they've just not been winning games. They've been blowing teams out. They uh, they look good. You know, Kevin Rooney, for those who aren't super familiar, I mean, he's kind of a SoCal coaching legend. Oh, no doubt. And he will, he will beat you with less, less talented players consistently. That's kind of how he is. Tell you what, Keith, it's a good game. Christian Grubb, the running back, yeah. track guy. Yeah. He's not a track guy when he's playing football. He is a, a football, football guy. player playing no question. football. A young sophomore quarterback, Cooper Meek. Yes. That's looked really, really good. They got a couple of a couple of receiving threats. Mikel Broussard was a guy who, you know, made a lot of noise. Recruitment never never really took off, but this is a two way athlete that can make a lot of plays. Sure. Obviously, my guy Bucky's the receiver coach, so he's going to be well-schooled in how to get open. So uh, that's another name for you. It's Vermont. Again, Blake Archuleta. Been talking about him for three years now. Sure. Missing David Moore. They recovered nicely. They're filling running back, 41 seniors. Big, dominant offense, defensive line. Good game, Keith. You got a prediction on this one? Break I, it down. I, I do. And then let us know. Yeah, I do. I'm, I'm a little anxious to talk about this Notre Dame defense. If you look at their scores and you look at their statistics, defensively they are dominating on that side of the football. They are playing in the offensive backfield. They're getting vertically up the field reestablishing the line of scrimmage, putting pressure on quarterbacks, moving guys off their spot, making them uncomfortable, and then forcing turnovers, getting the football back to their offense. And Cooper Meek, I love 2021 DN outside linebacker hybrid, Adrian Aguirre at two sacks, two fumble recoveries last week, and one for a touchdown. He's a big-time player who gets unbelievable pressure on the quarterback. He does a nice job using his edge rush. Dipping and ripping around the edge, reaching and leaning. He's got some technique. You talked a little bit about Coach Rooney. He, guys, feels like he's been. What has he been there, Greg? Now, thirty years at seems least. Like it, at least. I, okay, so I played against one of his teams. Okay, when I was at Sarah my senior <laughs> year, we played against Justin Fargus and that Notre Dame team. They beat us, and you know what? They outcoached us, uh, and that just was what it was. And they ended up being this thing. It was twenty-one to seven, but. Coach Rooney doing a fantastic job this year. Uh, the defense is leading the charge. But like you said, they've got some offensive weapons. Not to reiterate, but to go ahead and do so. Michael Broussard is a guy that can make plays, right? I've seen this kid make plays. Um, he was a known entity before he even got to uh, Notre Dame Sherman Oaks. Meek is a big physical quarterback who can run it, who can throw it. On the flip side, you got Blake Archuleta, who's been leading this Bishop of Mont program through some tough times over the last couple of years, through some blowout losses. But with 41 seniors, 42 seniors, they're back now and they're leading the charge. That senior class is leading the charge. And they're coming for a Mission League title. This is going to be the game of the year in the Mission League. Bet your bottom dollar. Archuleta, Bishop of Mont seniors, they're going to get the job done versus Notre Dame. I'm going to pick those seniors because they've been at the program for four years, Greg. They're invested into each other. They're invested into the community and their coaching staff and the school. Um, they, they've got a tremendous bond. They've got character kids, and they've laid it all out on the line for four years. I'm taking Bishop of Mont to win the Mission League 
with a big win over Notre Dame. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a physical, tough game. It's going to be blood and guts. Everybody's leaving the field bloody, parents included. Amat, 17. Notre Dame, 14. That's my call, GB. Low-scoring game right there. Low-scoring, defensive struggle. Senior quarterback gets it done on a last drive, last-second kit. Lancers get the W. How about Centennial Huskies, ranked number three behind the two big Trinity League teams. Sure. The Huskies take a, take a backseat to nobody, as we've talked about multiple times. And then they are taking on their maybe their toughest challenge of the year, although they did play Chandler of Arizona in week one. They played Orange Lou. So sure. let's just say one of their toughest challenges. Norco, um, for me, a top 10, top 15 team in the Southern section only has that one loss to Servite. And if you watch that game, I, I think they probably beat Servite. They play them again, and they're pretty good. They got weapons. They got a young quarterback by the name that everybody knows, Shane Illingworth. They got multiple running backs, including Keith, a true freshman, never redshirted. Interesting. Obviously, obviously he's a true freshman. I wish I'd made that, make that joke. <laughs> but um, they got multiple running backs. D.J. Ford, very, very talented kid. I, I like Illinois. I like Cedar Gonzalez. Um, Jaden Knott, is Jayden that Neverett. the running back? Jaden Neverett can move around and play some defense and play some offense. Sure. Um. Obviously, Centennial is kind of a different animal. Um, early on, I, I saw them a couple times. I was a little bit baffled at the lack of a running game, but they've seemed to have gotten that turned around a little bit the last couple of weeks. Although the competition hasn't been very good at all, I'm seeing them run for you know 200 to 300 yards while still being able to throw it pretty well. Uh, Gary Bryant looks like he's back and healthy, and he's making plays. And obviously, you talk about Centennial this year for the first time maybe ever. It's that defense. I mean, sure. it could be their best defense in the last decade. Up front, they're strong. Linebackers are very good. With Stevie Demora, Isaiah Young in the back end. I like Centennial's defense a lot. I like Norco. Got my old high school classmate on the coaching staff at Norco, Greg Johnson. Yeah. I just don't think it's going to be enough, Keith. I don't think my guy is going to be able to do enough coaching the out-athlete, out-talent, the Centennial team. I'm hearing a couple injuries on the Norco sideline. Don't want to say too much more than that, but just saying they're not even healthy right now. Yeah. Centennial, just a different beast, Keith. Different beast. Yeah, different beast. Um, and normally when you talk Centennial, Greg, you talk offense. Coach Logan, known for putting up some of the top offensive numbers in Southern section history, but We've been saying this from the springtime. This defensive line could be considered the best defensive line in Southern California, led by All-American game commit Drake Jackson, who's putting tremendous, tremendous pressure on opposing teams, quarterbacks, and the the children of people who are in the stance as parents. Uh, This guy rushing the quarterback is a scary sight. Um, He's big, he's fast, he's athletic, but it's not just him. They've got multiple guys up front. Corey Foreman, the sophomore, he's been in the backfield all day. They've got guys who can get after the passer and not only get after the passer, GB, they got guys that can stuff you at the line of scrimmage, get off blocks, and be nasty on football carriers. And that's what makes a great defense, GB. You cannot have a great defense without a dominant defensive line. 
without a dominant defensive line. Hello, St. John Bosco. This defensive line at Centennial, they are dominant up front. They've proven it every game. They've gone out, they've harassed quarterbacks, they've shut down run games, and they have gotten after opposing teams. I love their defense. Now you're on the flip side. Like you said, uh, Kinslow, Cortez, they're getting a running game going. That young offensive line starting to gel a little bit under Coach Logan's tutelage, okay, Uh, and getting some continuity, some camaraderie up front. Running backs been popping runs, having some big games. Hey, a la Carter, the two quarterbacks still playing really good football. Okay, efficient, protecting it. Okay, high completion percentage, low risk, high reward plays. And listen, there's no more high reward plays other than getting the ball to Gary Bryant on the outside early and often. Okay, Gary Bryant is a one man show on the outside. You get him in one on one coverage, you go to him, doesn't matter who's guarding him. Okay, the guy can dance, he can shake, boogie, and dribble, doesn't matter. Gary Bryant will light you up if you're playing one on one. My advice to Norco double team that man every play, don't let him beat you. Okay, uh, but for some reason, Gary Bryant finds a way to get off. I think Centennial here, they get it done. I think they get it done in a big way. I think that defensive line, they harass Ellingsworth. They get to him. They shake him, rattle, and roll him like he was Shawn Michaels in a WWF wrestling match. I got Centennial Huskies here. Big GB, 56, Centennial, 21, Norco. That's my call. 56-21. Hey, another guy we got to mention, Reggie Ratsliff, had a great year as the opposite receiver. And there's been a couple games where Gary was hurt. I think Gary missed two games. Yeah. And and Reggie has, has really established himself as, as a key weapon. And you can't, you know, one reason why you can't spend too much focus on Gary is because you have a, a guy opposite who's making plays and leads the team and, and receiving touchdowns and, yeah. you know, big six three kid who can run. So, uh, Love his ball skills, yeah. GB. Yeah, no, no doubt. And just physically, I mean, you, yeah. it's hard to find guys that are 6'2 that can run a legitimate 4'4. Four, four. I mean, he's the fastest guy on the team. So you, you know what? He doesn't. He, here's the thing. When you see him up close in person, he doesn't look 4'4, four, four, but he's always behind the defense. He's yeah. always behind the defender. So that leads you to believe, hey, this kid can run. But and, and the reason I made the statement, love his ball skills, whether the ball is over his shoulder, whether it's a back shoulder, whether it's a 50-50, this guy goes up and makes plays. You need those types of receivers in this day and age. When that ball is floating around in there, this guy goes up and gets the rebound. You got to go secure the rebound. Rezzy Ratzlev is that type of receiver. He was doing it in the spring. He did it in the summer. It's transitioned to full pads. He's had a fantastic year, and I think he's going to pay big dividends down the road. Not just this week. But maybe in that semifinal game, when they match up with one of those two big squads, we'll see what happens, GB. We will see what happens. Yeah, no, Smith, Cuevas, Alvarez, they got they got lots of guys defensively. Again, another guy I, I always want to mention because he doesn't get a lot of love, Jaden Williams, you know, number eight on the field, number one in your heart. But he's a big physical walk down, cover corner, so... It's gonna be tough for, for Norco, especially if they're kind of hobbled with uh, with some of the some of those injuries. But we shall see. Um, so let's go to the two Trinity games this week. Uh, Olu, Jay, Sarah. I would say this one is probably. I don't want to say it's a battle for third place because that's selling. Uh, Jay, Sarah, short just has the one loss. Olu already has the two losses. They had to open up league play with Bosco and Modern Day. Um, or excuse me, Olu opened up with 
Um, Bosco beat Santa Margarita, so they both have the one loss. Olu coming off a loss. Jay Sarah uh, coming off a big dominant win over Servite. Mentioned Olu. They're, they're not healthy, but they still compete. They yeah. still have those offensive weapons. Jay Sarah uh, really strong up front, both sides of the ball. That offensive line has played well all season. Sean Nielsen on the defensive line has been really, really good. Caden Bell has been tremendous. That trio of receivers, Luckett, McLean, Shimmy, are all dynamic. Chris Street. So uh, I like Jay Sarah a lot. Olu. Minus Kyle Ford, Jojo Hawkins, very, very talented. Logan Lawyer, tremendous. Uh, Majaro, Ethan Ray. Ray's been playing a lot, a lot of defense. Sure. Um, probably by necessity, probably because he's been playing pretty well over there. Hopefully, Zach Brogdon is back. Um, hopefully, maybe at least one of those offensive linemen are back. They, again, they lost three guys. Uh, Ready Strong, gone for the year. He's our starting safety running back. I, I, I'm leaning towards Jay Syracuse. Yeah. Um, I think they've been the more consistent team, and and they look like they look like they can challenge anybody right now. And uh, I think I think the line will will win this game. It's going to be at Jay Sarah. Yeah, give me a score. What do you think? Break it down. Give me a score. Yeah, Jay Sarah is a complete football team, Greg. If you look at them on the offensive side of the ball, they have tremendous balance. Caden Bell is playing as well as any quarterback here in Southern California thus far this season. They've got a legit passing game that can be multiple in how they attack you. They can attack you horizontally. They can attack you vertically. They can play the catch-and-run game. Um, they got great receivers who can catch the ball, run great routes, create separation. I really like how they compete. Um, it You know, what it... What it is for me is that defense, Victor Clanton, Jane Genova-led defense, those linebackers, GB, I said it since the first week of the season, those linebackers were going to lead this defense, and they have been overachievers this year. Nielsen, we already know, is a big-time player up front. But those two linebackers have really stepped up, brought a physical presence to the defense. They run and they hit, and they play with great emotion. But how about on the back end? Musiette's a player. Luckett plays some corner. How about the young kid on the outside, 44? Um, you know, they've got big-time kids who are not only playing one side of the ball, but playing two sides of the ball, playing with great fundamentals and technique, playing fast and physical and smart. I think Jay Sarah gets it done here. They're just a deeper squad right now in Orange Lutheran. Orange Lutheran yeah, is mandatory. They're going to give up a kick return in this game. That kickoff team was about as putrid as the kickoff team that I've seen in my 35 years of watching football, and I'm only 38 years old, GB. All right? Um, if I'm Jay Sarah, I'm putting Chris Street back to return, and I'm putting my starters in, and we're running a kick back. I don't think... Orange Lou has the depth. Love Halinski. He's going to throw for big time yardage. Loya is a tough cover. Doesn't matter. Um, really like JoJo Hawkins. He's really he's really impressed me this year. Um, kind of taking a little more of a leadership role as a receiver. Stepping up with Cal Ford's absence. Um, doing a nice job making plays. Running pie guys. And really just playing with great energy um, outside the hash marks. I still have Jay Sarah here. Um, I think I have Jay Sarah big. I'm going to call it Jay Sarah 42, Orange Lutheran 28. Here we go. All right. We've got one game left. It's kind of a big one. St. John Bosco, modern day. Bosco, modern day. Here it is. You know, for me, this game is bigger than modern day IMG Academy. I just That game was fun, but I just didn't, it lacked intrigue for me only because I've been there, done that. I've seen so many of these matchups. Sure. Not, maybe not one and two, but I've seen 
east versus west. I've seen, you know, north versus south. But this game for me yeah. is so big. There's so much bragging rights on the line. And I still, you know, there's a great chance that they'll meet a second time. So this game almost could be like a dress rehearsal. Yeah. Um, but still, I mean, you can just literally match up player for player, unit for unit. You know, Bryce Young and DJ, two best junior quarterbacks in the country. You can look at those two secondaries and say those are probably the two best secondaries in the country. Look at modern day with Ricks and Warren and Nemo and Cordell, David, Davis, Davies, Bosco with Toller and Steele, McDuffie, um, Jake Bailey, Jake Newman. Yeah. That's a lot of talent right there. You know, the running backs match up well with Halani and Savage versus Dollars and Harper. Uh, receivers, you know, Brew McCoy is the number one guy on the field. A little bit of a gap. Bosco's going to encounter with, you know, Chris Hudson, Bo Collins, Kobe Bowman, Jude Wolf over here, Mike Martinez over here. There's just so much balance. You know, the D line up front from modern day, the two big tackles, Bennett, Ware Hudson. Bosco's going to counter with Rodman and Suave and Kobe Pepe and off the edge, Calabri. Off the edge, modern day, it's Brew McCoy. They each have a dynamic pass rusher. So, yeah. you know, with, with games like this, you know, you always say, you know, turnovers and scheme and just making dumb mistakes. I know you have some strong opinions, Keith. I kind of laid it out there for you. Yeah. I kind of, kind of set you. Yeah. You know, a little, little outside set. You set it up, but I'll knock it down, I GB. Maybe a little set up there, maybe a little alley-oop. Lonzo Ball, throw that LeBron lob, baby. James. Throw that lob. I'm throwing you the lob, and why don't you why don't you take this home? Lots of thoughts, GB, but I don't want to go too far, just go overboard. First thing I'm going to say is it's a great matchup. You have a lot of talented kids on the field at the same time. Um, everybody can run. Hopefully everybody comes to play physical. Uh, I think there's a matchup advantage when you talk about the modern-day offensive line going against St. John Bosco's front. I didn't think there would be going into the season, but the Bosco front, as of the last couple of weeks, has been a little underwhelming for me. So I think Monterey has an edge there. Um, and then when you talk about special players, right, in these types of games, special players have to be special, right? And um, will the Bosco special players step up and be special? Take a look at last year's game, right? The the in-season game, okay, it was Amon Ross St. Brown. It was JT Daniels, right? JT with his legs. Amon Ra with his punt return and his ability to take the short ball and go long or his ability to have nobody match up with him, okay, one-on-one, right? Those special players were special, all right? Bosco counter with DJ playing. He made some special plays, showed he was special. Um, I know Chris, let's check, check. Josh Delgado made a big play. So special players got to step up and make special plays. Now you look at this year's game, it's a little different. Modern day, special players, you know they're going to show up. Bryce Young is as special as can get. Brew McCoy is as special as you can get. Those guys are special. They're going to be special. I don't have any concerns about that. Will the Bosco special players be special? Okay. Starts off with DJ. Can he match Bryce Young's brilliance? 
We'll find out. It starts with Chris Steele on the back end for Bosco. Can he match Bruce McCoy's brilliance? Trent McDuffie, I think, is a special player. Can he match Brew McCoy's, you know, special talent? Can he step up and be big? What about Mike Martinez? Can he be a difference maker? Or Drew Wolf? which guy will be that tight end that will make the difference in the middle of the field or catching the out routes, breaking a tackle? Who's going to be special there? So there are a lot of really good players in this game, but there's only a few special players. You know, is Miles Moreau going to be morale going to be special versus Cole Aubrey? Shut him down. My bet is that modern day special players are going to be more special than Bosco's special players. And I I know the line right now is modern day minus six and a half. If, if not if if I'm a but if I'm a betting man, I take modern day here. I think they are the more complete team. I think. Their quarterback is more ready to be special at this stage in his football career than Bosco's quarterback. I think that modern-day defensive front is a little bit underrated. I'm talking front. I'm talking about a front seven. Front six, front seven is a little bit underrated. They have a physical front. Sepoalo is physical. Neely is physical. Ware Hudson is quick and physical. Bennett can play. Brew, you know, is going to be a problem on that edge. To me, I think they're an underrated bunch up front, and I think they got a great chance of really containing that Bosco running game. Then it goes to that Bosco passing game. Will Bosco's quarterback be special? Great talent. The kid is a great talent. Will he be special, though? It takes more than great talent to be special. You've got to combine great talent with great preparation, with great mental capacity, with great processing ability, and great playmaking and ball distributing. Will he do that versus this modern-day defense and this modern-day secondary who's very, Greg, what? Opportunistic. (laughs) I've been saying it for a long time. Number one 2020 quarterback in the country. Cornerback in the country. Elias Riggs is a ball hawk. He will get that football. He'll take it away. Not only will he take it away, he'll take it back for six. Can DJ protect the ball? Can he make great decisions? Can he be accurate with the football and keep it out of Ricks' hands? What about Green Warren? How's he going to match up with Chris Hudson? I love that matchup right there. I think those are two guys who are the same caliber of player. Which guy is going to rise, going to be the cream that rises to the top? What about Nemo? Can he match up with Jude Wolf? I think that's a terrific matchup. Nemo's about 6'1", GB, but he plays as if he's about 6'3". He's got a great length, super long arms. I love that matchup. What about the schemes, Greg? That Bosco scheme on offense, they've got some versatility with their scheme, but I think they lean too much on throwing the football. They want to feature this big, pretty weapon at quarterback when really the best player on that offense right now is number 28. Feed that Polynesian powerhouse, knock modern day back on their heels, and create a balanced offense. That hasn't been the case these last two weeks. Going against Jay Sarah and Orange Lutheran. Calls for concern for me. 
At the end of the day, I've got to make a pick, GB. People listen to the show to hear my picks. I like modern day here. This might surprise people. I'm taking modern day minus the six and a half. I say modern day 34, Bosco 20. That's that's my call, GB. That's ball game. 34-20. Bryce Young. Bryce Young goes for 250 plus. He gets he gets 75 plus outside the pocket. I don't think Bosco has enough. Listen to this, GB. I don't know if you've ever heard this. Balanced defense to defend modern day. Do they have a balanced defense? What that means is can they stop the run by not committing extra? And can they stop the pass without bringing extra? A balanced defense. Call your local football analyst and ask him if he's ever heard of that term. I guarantee you he hasn't because I just made it up, GB. Yeah, no, schemes are going to be huge. And just for the heck of it, I went back and looked at the stats from the 2016 championship game when Bosco ran Keith for 405 yards. Yeah. Easily 145, yeah. Flowers 129, Mitchell 131. And I feel like I still had that game in my head. And it was refreshed when I saw IMG run through modern day for a lot of yards. Noah Kane. 300 Sanders, plus, sure. Both went over 100. Yes. And I just, I do think, like you said, modern day's front seven is maybe a little underrated. Yeah. Uh, Dubar, another guy to mention, Dubar. Dubar. Sure, still Dubar. You know, Neely. Neely's yeah. good. Yeah. Dubar's good. I like Cepelano a lot. But they're all smallish. And if I'm Bosco, I have no idea what they're going to do. I don't know what they're going to try to do. Obviously, I think DJ can throw the ball as, as well and as pure as, as anybody we've seen. Multiple weapons. I would love to see Jude Wolf catch eight balls in this game. They, no one ever used the tight end. But that, that's a mismatch for me. No matter who's guarding Jude, I think he's really good. You know, I saw Jay Sarah do a nice job covering Hudson and Bowman. I think Modern Day has the, has the talent in the back end to kind sure. of do the same. Sure, I personnel. think Jude might be the toughest matchup. But I think the one thing I would love to see, and, you know, maybe Bosco's offensive line isn't as good as IMG's. I mean, IMG had five guys that are going to, like, Tennessee oh, and Miami and They Auburn. were really those, good. Yeah. Those guys were men, men. Men among men. Yeah. But you know what? But... Bosco's got dudes up front too. I mean, Maris Talibo started on that team as a sophomore yeah. on that 2016 team alongside Wyatt Davis. Um, you know, Drake Metcalf is going to play somewhere. You know, I think he's really good. They got four or five guys that are all going to sign somewhere. So, do they try to establish an identity of George Lonnie and Keith Savage? Maybe their two toughest, most physical players on that team are that happen to be their two running backs. These guys aren't finesse guys. They're not cute. They come downhill. Yeah. They can break tackles. They, they give you an identity. You run the ball. You keep Bryce off the field. You make maybe Marty have to put an extra guy in the box. Then maybe you try to go over the top. Bowman, I, I love Ricks. He's the number one corner in the country for me. Maybe period. Yeah. Including the 2019 club of stinking Steely is ridiculously good out there in Louisiana. But yeah. Ricks is really good. But... And so is Green Warren, but man, Bowman and Hudson and Collins, those guys can run a little bit. You know, Bowman's a 10 7, 10 800 meter guy. Those guys can get deep on you. That's what I would try to do if I'm Bosco. Pound, pound, pound. Watch the IMG game. Don't get cute. Run the ball. 
make my day stop. If they stop you, then you adjust, right? Yeah. You can always adjust. But if you're getting six, seven yards a pop, yeah. four, four or five yards a pop, I, I take that. You take third and two. You take second and two. You take second and five. And then maybe you open it up a little bit. But that's what I would do if, if you're if you're modern day offensively. Bryce is such a is such a menace. He's so hard to deal with because you can't blitz him because he's so good at eluding the pass rush. And then now all of a sudden you're you're short of plug in the secondary. And he just moves around and he can either run for ten or fifteen or he just ping, 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 he'll find a guy open behind the safeties or he'll find a guy underneath. Yeah. He's just uh he's just really tough. The game's slowing down for him. Rue McCoy is gonna make plays. I need to see a second receiver step up. Brayden Huffman Dixon's been back for a couple of weeks. They have Cody Epps, they have Mike Martinez, they have Cam Garner. I don't know if any of those other guys really scare Bosco. I know Brew McCoy is a guy they're going to have to really game plan around, but I don't know if another guy in that receiver group really scares Bosco's defensive coordinator. I, I just don't. So you've got to double up Brew, be physical with him at the line, have a safety over the top. Do something with Mike Martinez. He's a big 6'6", 250 guy. I don't know if it's Lytle or Goforth or Court Williams, who's good, although he's not tall. Uh, Jake Newman is good. Yeah. Um, but you got to find a way to somehow make Bryce uncomfortable, which sometimes Bryce almost looks the most uncomfortable with a clean pocket where he has time to sit back and throw as opposed to when he can just instinctively run around and, and make yeah. plays. Yeah. So... You yeah. got to rush him, yeah. Without rush, it's, <laughs> it's, like it's, called, it's, it's called a contain. Yeah, yeah, it's called so a contain rush, right? A contain it is, rush, but it's so hard, right? It's so hard to do that, Keith. Right? I mean, it, you NFL have to practice it, GB. Do it, yeah. Dude, the, the Rams couldn't do it, and they are the, they're the best team in the NFL. Well, well, when you they when, couldn't do it against yeah. Russell Wilson. When you when you start taking it upon yourself to be a hero and you lose discipline, which. With that Rams defensive front, you can imagine that that's happened or that did happen in the game uh, last week. That's what happens. But contain rushing is coached. Um, that is something that can be coached. Uh, if you have a disciplined team, especially up front in the trenches, you can play your lanes. Don't run past the quarterback. Be ready to settle at the height or the depth of the quarterback. Um, I've played four teams, and I was coached that way. It can be done. Uh, but Bryce Young is a special player, and special players, they they have a knack for being special in special moments, and this is a special moment Friday night, GB. I hear you, and I'm with you. Um, my problem with... So, you know, the modern, like you said, the modern-day defense is a little bit undersized up front. But Bosco does not run, have a power-running game. Right, so when you take advantage of a small defensive front, it's because you have a power running game. Bosco has a spread running game that's built on finesse, right? So now that undersized defensive front becomes a nuisance because now they are quick. They're not undersized anymore. They are active. They're not undersized anymore. They are penetrating. They're not undersized anymore. That smallest front now becomes a effective front. Because Bosco runs a finesse run game. Now, if they lined up two tight ends, two backs, if they inserted a different personnel package to transition from a spread finesse run game to a power run game, I would be more inclined to think Bosco has a better chance of moving the football on the ground with a sustained running attack. I don't think that's the game plan, GB. 
But that's not what they in, in 2016. They had a very similar offense. It was a spread. It was Real Mitchell running as much as he was throwing it. And although I don't think this year's O line is as good as that one two years ago. Yeah. That it, the scheme wasn't that much different. It was still a spread out, but it was still a physical downhill ground and pound game against Chase Sarah. They looked very physical running the football just two weeks ago with Savage and Halani running it. Each of them had over 100 yards and looked very, very good. So I don't, I don't know if I would call that their running game a, a finesse. If you're going to call the one two years ago, that was a similar scheme, and they were extremely physical running the ball against Ada Sal and Centennial, and obviously against Modern Day. So they had better players, Jimmy. They had a better offensive line. <laughs> yeah, that's my point. But, but I, I don't think the scheme itself. You know, you, you mentioned. It was a finesse scheme. Yeah. Now, I, I don't yeah. think the scheme itself. I just think that's what I would do. I'm yeah. just saying what I what I would personally love to see Bosco do. Oh, yeah. No, I and, get and it. I, whether it happens or not, that that's the game plan I would take against modern days. Again, I would see IMG did it. We did it two years ago. This is our best chance, and let's go. Because you know, DJ he's going to make plays, but they're also going to blitz him like crazy. Eric Johnson right. is probably the best, one of the best DCs I've ever been around. Yep. And watching football for a long time, he will not send the same blitz twice. Yeah. He'll show one thing and send another guy. He does all kinds of things that can make college-level quarterbacks look silly. So it's going to be rough. They're going to try to move DJ's launch point like Jay Sarah did. Um, you know, when DJ moves around a little bit, he's not as accurate. Most quarterbacks are not. But that's what they're going to try to do to him, make him uncomfortable. Yeah. And if they can do that, you know, Bosco does a ton of those you know, quick, short screens. You got to figure out going to probably press those receivers. They, they trust those corners to press them. So those little quick screens might not be there as effectively as they normally are. So, yeah, I'm with you on the on not, not so much the score. I, I do think modern day wins this one. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think they play twice. This is a dress rehearsal, if you will. But the thing that's that's interesting for me, and I'm I'm most curious about is is just I, I just want to see, like you said, I want to see who the best players are in this game, and. I want to see who reacts best to the pressure. I want to see, you know, how the refs call the game. The refs will not absolutely have no impact on the on the game at all. But you know, Bosco, they like to be uh, defensively like they like to grab and, and clutch and be a little more physical. That's a good point. Uh, so I, yeah. I'm just curious how much the refs are going to let go. Are they going to call it tight? Are they going to call it a little bit loose? Allow the guys to play the game. Yeah. So, but scheme is going to be huge and then just you know who makes plays who, who's going to be the guy to step up and make a play I would love to see a close game and have it come down to a one of those two junior quarterbacks needing to go the distance long like Bryce did against IMG sure game winning two minute drive who can do it get in the end zone who can pull that off I would love to see both kids actually have to do that and, and see you know if, if they can do it so it's going to be good I'm excited not as excited as I was um or as I'll be if it's the last game of the season. But yeah. uh, it's still going to be fun. It's still the number one versus number two. Bosco yep. has been... You know what's interesting, Keith, is me and you talked after the IMG game. Yeah. And at that time, we both said, you know what, Bosco's going to beat Modern Day. Right. We both said, you know, it's just, they're just bigger, tougher, more physical up front. And right. we kind of saw the, the IMG blueprint. And it's interesting that in just two weeks, we both kind of flipped our pick. I've been true. saying Bosco all year. I've been saying, hey, I, th- I just think Bosco's bigger, tougher up front, and I think the trenches, the better team in the trenches has won the last, you know, a couple of games between those two teams. And we both kind of felt that way up until about two weeks ago, and somehow we kind of flipped a little bit. This is true. And so, again, did we just maybe underestimate 
Jay Sarah. And what if, what if, you know, what if Bosco would have opened up like Modern Day did and played Servite and played Santa Margarita and won both those two games 60 to nothing? Would we still pick Bosco right now? I don't know, Greg. I don't know. I, I, again, like I said, you know, on last week's show, or excuse me, this past Wednesday's show is Bosco has not been as impressive, especially in the trenches, as I would have liked. I've got some coaching tips. If you are Bosco's defense, play zone, roll that safety on top of Brew McCoy. He's the number one target for quarterback Bryce Young. Play zone, handle the run game with your front six. You've got depth. Guys can run to the football on screens, on tosses, on zone reads, and you can sub in and sub out. You have the depth. Play zone and don't let Brew do what he did to you guys last championship in December where he absolutely destroyed the entire Bosco football family. For the Bosco offense, give the ball to those two backs. Add DJ's QB run game into the game plan. Not just off of, I can't get the ball to my first target, let me put my head down and run. I'm talking quarterback draws, I'm talking, you know, quarterback sweeps on third and two. I'm talking zone reads. Run, the, Make a commitment to be physical and win the trenches and run the football, uh, coaches. That is my suggestion for the Bosco team offensively and defensively. For modern day, my suggestion defensively is stay patient. Bosco might get off to a fast start. They've got some explosive weapons, but be patient. Don't be overzealous to commit extra guys to the box. Um, When you get your chances, especially from the boundary, come with the pressure with the fire zone behind it. When DJ gets his first option taken away, his eyes seem to come down and he no longer becomes a passer. He's a full-fledged runner, and that is when people get hit in the back of the neck and the football comes out. Offensively, establish your running game, modern day. Not with the quarterback run, but with those two really good backs, Harper and Dollars. I think that Bosco front seven needs to be challenged. I think that modern day offensive line is really good. And I think Harper and Dollars are excellent backs. So if you're modern day, establish your run game. Make Bosco prove that that front six, front seven is better than what they've shown over the last couple of weeks. Um, and then, you know, allow your special players to be special and put them in great situations. If, if you're if you're modern day, hit Brew McCoy on a reverse. That Bosco defense is fast. Get them overflowing. If you are Bryce Young, hey, man, just get go do your magician thing. Go be the magic man who you are and... I've said it long enough. If I had to choose between these two quarterbacks, I'm taking Bryce Young. To me, he's just as special as special can get. And he's a the ultimate weapon with the ball in his football, with the ball in his hands, uh, back in the pocket. And I think he leads modern day to a two-touchdown victory. That's my call, GB. That's it right there. Sit that's right the there. That that's the call, ladies and gentlemen. Well, hey, uh, this is the matchup show, and nobody yeah. does it like the transparent truth, GB. Hey man, I got nothing else to add. So let's uh, let's 
go out and have a clean game. I, I'm sure there'll be a lot of trash talking, but these two teams when they play, yeah. it's actually very respectful because some of those guys know each other. It is. Too respectful and, for me, but go ahead. <laughs> but, uh, no, it should be fun, and we'll definitely, uh, we'll definitely hammer it out on next Wednesday. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, it's been it's been fun breaking this down. Always enjoy talking football with you. Uh, seeing things from somebody else's perspective can always uh, open up your eye, or open up your ear to something that you may not have considered in the past. But nevertheless, this is the Friday matchup show, The Transparent Truth. Please follow us on social media. We are everywhere, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Follow the show. Please download and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode of The Transparent Truth. And uh, hopefully you all get out this Friday. You go see one of these games. Watch it on TV. Should be a lot of fun. Number one in the country, St. John Bosco versus number two in the country, Modern Day. Or if you're looking at another publication, number one in the country, Modern Day, versus number two in the country, St. John Bosco is going down tonight. Santa Ana Bowl. It's going to be a red wave and a Modern Day win. 34 to 20 is Coach Keith's pick. Thank you for tuning in to the Transparent Truth. Without further ado, there's a new sheriff in town, and his name is Reggie Hammond. Y'all be cool. <laughs>